All right. Hello, everybody. It's time for the Wrestling with the Willies podcast. It's me and Jeremy today. Uh, we're doing it a little bit different because we got pot, uh, or well, I'm first time using the podcast mic that I have. So mostly because uh, uh, technical issues throughout <laughs> so far this one tonight. But uh, what's it called? We're talking about Extreme Rules. Uh, uh, okay, so it's not that many matches on here. Man, shut up, Arrow. Jeez, you're going to kill me if you're going to bark throughout the whole thing. But uh, what's it called? Um, so... Man, lost track. Uh, oh, there wasn't a whole lot of matches on the card at all, really. But, I mean, the, uh, it's funny how, like, I was talking about this before when we were watching the pay-per-view, that it was kind of funny, like, the differences between Vince McMahon, Russell, uh, WWE, and Triple H in WWE. Mostly because he introduced, like, uh, because this is, like, a few days, like, a week afterwards, from Extreme Rules, so we saw what happened on Ron SmackDown. And so, like, other stuff happened, like, uh, which we'll talk about later and talking about it, but, like, so they've been having, Triple H has been having a bunch of people show up again, like Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross, which Karrion Cross is on this pay-per-view. Like, uh, so it just, like, has a whole different match feel, it seems like, and the whole pay-per-view, I think it's probably one of the better ones of the year, just because, like, I don't know, the vibe of the whole uh, pay-per-view, or, well, premium live event. I'm so used to saying pay-per-view, though, so. <laughs> well, again, I think I mentioned this before, like, every match on this card, there was, there has been build-up, or there, there was recently build-up to every match on the card. So like I think two two of them at least um at the smackdown that I attended with my son uh was basically the start of two of them um or the continuation of one of them and the start of one of them. And then Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins has been ongoing for a while with their story yeah, I think at least uh, I think at least what like two or three months I think Something because like I mean that. I don't think it I don't think it started when they were doing the family thing I think that's when it ramped up to the this match and it's mostly because it's funny because uh, uh like every match was like a freaking special rules match which they did before they did it previously I think mostly why they did that was because TNA was doing like they did, uh, what's the name of the match? I forgot what it was called. It's like, uh, there was like a name of a pay-per-view that every match was a cage match. Can't remember the name of the pay-per-view though, but like they used to do it every time and every single match was like a, uh, a cage match essentially. And so like they had different rules in each match, but like it was a cool stipulation. So I'm wondering if that's where they got the inspiration from, but it's just funny because last year we were talking about how there was only like one or two extreme rules matches. And then this one had all of them were like extreme rules matches are away. Like the brawling brutes versus Imperium first was a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match, which that just means, like, Extreme Rules match, pretty much. Or, like, more like a, 
what was it? It's not even like really if it's a, anything, it's like an extreme rules match, like a fancy name for it, because they didn't have like false count anywhere or like they were going into the crowd and stuff. They weren't doing a whole lot of like even it's not like a casket match so it was pretty much like an extreme rules match they just had like shillelaghs and stuff like that and i like what they've been doing with uh sheamus lately like especially he's over as fuck with the crowd right now well yeah i was just gonna say that it reminded me a lot of their the first match i saw at smackdown though the match itself wasn't much different than that one uh so I mean, it was good to watch because the first one was good to watch too. So this one wasn't much different. Um, well, I think that the one that I saw or parts of on SmackDown was that they showed like it looked like Gunther was kind of tapping, but he wasn't. He tapped like twice and then he went for the ropes. So I wouldn't say that that was like counting. But well, <laughs> like that was were... the what that was the Intercontinental match before the pay per view. I was yeah. referring to the one where the Brawling Brutes fought Imperium at SmackDown. The one that was oh, in Seattle. Okay, that was oh, the first okay. one where so they all fought each other. Yeah, and but it was uh, pretty much the same match. Um, there wasn't much different even in that match, even though it wasn't a Donnie Brook match. Yeah. They still did most of the same stuff. And they, we were there was a good about, time on oh. the match, though. I mean, this one being almost 18 minutes. I mean, when you've got a pay per view that's almost three hours, you got to have matches that are pretty long. Yeah, it's been and like what's it called? And it was just it was just a good match anyway. And I like how Sheamus and uh, Gunther wrestle, and like especially, and it just works with them all like going back and forth. I don't think that they could do it like that much longer though, without like Sheamus beating him at one point. Because I mean, if they keep doing it, where Sheamus just keeps losing. But I mean, also at the same time, it looks like this might have been the end of the feud for right now because I think he's going against Rey Mysterio, right? Yeah, the next match, well, as of, because Rey Mysterio, just for anybody that doesn't know, um, one of the the fallouts from the pay-per-view, as we talk about Rey Mysterio, is moving over to the SmackDown brand, and he's going to be facing uh, Gunther for the Intercontinental belt as he won a uh, number one contenders match for the Intercontinental belt this week. Yeah. So, once again, it was good. I mean, like, there was, like, uh, a few moves. Like, I think when, was it Sheamus that got hit with the freaking shillelagh? And, and like, uh, uh, somebody was. Nasty no, on I his think back. it was. Was it Sheamus? I know somebody uh, got hit. I couldn't hit. remember which one. Uh, yeah, um, it was. Uh, I thought at first it was Gunther, but then I was like, oh, it could have been Sheamus. I just couldn't remember who got, like, it, because it was the one where it wasn't gimmicked. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I know Sheamus got the one where it was gimmicked, where it broke in, in half when he hit him. So that's why I couldn't remember if it was that one or if it was the other one where he did. Because at one point they like just wrecked Vinci. Uh, I forgot his first name on the card. I'm so Lonnie. used to him being. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm so used to him being Fabian Eichner. <laughs> so like it throws me off like every well, time whenever somebody Kaiser was somebody else too, wasn't he? Yeah, Marcel Bartel. 
So, like, they, and that's what their names were before. And it makes sense why they would change and wouldn't go back on them at one point, unless they build it up like a, another thing, like once they leave Imperium, if they ever did. But, uh, what's it called? So, yeah, good match. I would say, like, I was surprised that they punked out Liv Morgan, though. I mean, not really, kind of. That was because, my least I mean, favorite they, match. I'm not a yeah. huge fan of Ronda Rousey, honestly, in WWE. I, I've i seen her multiple times, and I, you know, I felt she was better in her first run. I feel that this one, I I don't know. I, I don't feel she's trying real hard. Uh, yeah. To, like, I think the main thing, too, is, like, I think she, she's just, like, so over the crowd so like it fits with her character right now knowing that she's like i don't care about people blah 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 playing a heel or whatever but it's just like i don't know to me it just seems kind of uh it wasted Liv morgan right now unless I'm, they have i'm trying to figure out what they're doing with Liv, afterwards. you know like i said that match was uh whatever i i kind of guest we talked about it while we were watching it that ronda rousey was going to win it but um the live part afterwards oh yeah I, like I, how she was smiling the whole time well yeah. she was smiling and then afterwards they did that digital exclusive where she was backstage like in a corner like uh just by herself i yeah um and then you know later on in the night well we'll talk about it later but like six individuals had their Twitters blacked out, I think. It was like five or six uh, wrestlers. Yeah, I knew at first it was Liv Morgan and Seth. And then yeah, I but think it ended up being T Bar was another afterwards. one. Um, trying to think. Oh, Dolph Ziggler was one. Uh, I can't remember who else. I'd have to look at it. Which, I mean, I, Dolph Ziggler needs something different anyway. So, I mean, I put it, it in the chat back a while, whatever day it was that it happened. Yeah. Like a week ago. But, uh, but yeah. Like, so, uh, what's it called? There was like, the matches were good, but I wouldn't say, like, I think probably the Ronda one was probably my least favorite. Just because, I mean, the Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre one was good too. Even uh, mostly because you don't see that many strap matches anymore. So, I mean, like, it makes it, like, added a little bit but i knew that carrying cross was going to go over on it i knew that uh, they were going to have carrying cross win because i think this was one of his first matches back right for carrying cross yeah yeah i think so he's yeah, come so to, like, he's like stepped in like for a lot but um yeah so and it was funny how like the whole time i like the way that his entrance was in this one too because he came out and he was like they did the fallen prey part, but then it was like right as soon as she was starting to say it, it was like she instantly went down, and then all of a sudden his face was right there. So she was like fallen prey, and then he was like, "Hey, bro!" <laughs> like that's just like the way the new way of like them doing his uh, entrance was. I mean, it wasn't like that much different between the NXT one, but it was just nice knowing that they had it where. It was like instantly she was out of frame and then he was fucking there. I thought that was cool. So, and, and this pay-per-view seems kind of weird because there was only like six matches on the card. And like, I mean, all of them were like the biggest stories that they really had at the time, other than like Roman stuff. But Roman stuff is only going to be like Brock Lesnar shit now. So, 
Oh yeah, Chomper, yeah. Which I hope that they do something with like him and DIY again, but like and like even if they don't, then it's totally fine. But uh, but, but yeah, Karen yeah. crossed that match. Um Yeah, again, I like the fact that the like you said earlier that every match was like an extreme rules match. We've had extreme rules premium live events or pay-per-views in the past that they weren't they had like one or two almost like the hell in the cell pay-per-view like to me hell in the cell pay-per-view every match should be a hell in the cell match i don't know why you would call it hell in the cell and have one that's yeah. just one that's hell in the cell i mean like but- it would be uh un- like i don't know like it wouldn't be unsafer for some people but also at the same time you could always end up doing matches where you know it's like the main people that yeah, but you think about like to not that like extreme rules only had six matches. You could do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and, like, especially they just give more time to like most of the other matches that are on the card. Well, and like you know, going for you know, I think we talked about Survivor Series is going to be War Games this year, which I think which is that's going to be fucking consider, awesome, considering all the big factions that they've got uh, building up, like Bloodline, and then you've got the. Uh, well, we'll talk yeah, about supposedly they were ch- talking the other about one, but uh, yeah, like the, I mean, her the business is rumored to I start saw, up again. Yeah, the, um, the only thing that I was seeing like that they were doing was like one was rumored where it was Judgment Day and uh, Edge with Rey Mysterio and the OC because that was another one that they revealed that. And uh, Gallows and Anderson re-signed with WWE. I'm like, damn, they must have offered them about probably about the same amount of money that they did before they fired them. Because the, he and like, yeah, Anderson was like very, very fucking pissed off when they got rid of him, but understandably so. You uh, you had them re-sign to a more lucrative contract, and then you released them like fucking like a month a month later. So like, of course, you would be irritated. But, like, Vince ain't there anymore, so, like, they don't have to, like, do the same thing anymore. So, I mean, I think that's essentially why he's re-signing a lot of people back. Because, I mean, if Swerve wasn't back, or, like, if he wasn't in AEW right now, same with Keith Lee, I think, he would have re-signed them both. If they well, didn't the rumor was PAM, they're interested in bringing her back. And- well, I mean, like, uh, you could tell, like, whenever... Tri- uh, Triple H like certain people, so I'm uh, I'm like especially like with Keith Lee, it seemed like they were gonna do something with him, and then just never did. Like they did the well, I think part of his problem was he else. got sick or something, and I think uh, I honestly think Vince near the end he was more worried about paying people to be on the shelf because it was like uh, Paige was a good example or Soraya, right? Is that what I've read is that WWE offered her more money than AEW did. Um, oh, what to say or something? Yeah, or, what? or to come back, but she was going to be uh, have a GM role, and uh, they never inquired into her being cleared to wrestle. Um, but the second part of it was that AEW allowed her to, or is allowing her to do all of her other shit. So, like the twitch oh, yeah, and, and like all that stuff. stuff and everything yeah. yeah um and that was pretty much the driving factor i think yeah and 
because she probably makes more money doing that <laughs> oh, than yeah. she does actually yeah. wrestling. Yeah, because Twitch dudes like fucking Ronnie Radke right now, especially like probably makes a killing in uh, that shit. Which I could talk about the latest uh, falling reverse stuff, but like I can't wait until our cruise where we actually go and see them live. That's gonna be fun. It'll be interesting. But, I know she'll be wrestling, but it'll be interesting if she shows up on the cruise. Yeah, the, um, you would think so. You, know, the, you would the, think like, uh, being there yeah. that long, but she might be, you know, traveling yeah, with anything, AEW though. Or, or it's like she'll be traveling with them, or like she won't show herself like on the cruise kind of like when we did the jericho cruise in a way but well, like yeah, but you uh, saw, i actually we saw jericho more than i thought we would the one we didn't yeah, oh, see yeah. was angle kurt angle was the one we never yeah, saw Yeah, like kurt angle we only saw him when we met him and that's literally that and like the podcast that we joined that was really the only times that we saw him but um What's it called? So yeah, so pretty much Karen Cross was go cool. I I like his character. I wouldn't say that he's more of my favorite than like Wyatt. <laughs> I mean, I've been like if I was a wrestler, I'd probably be like more like Wyatt, like kind of crazy dude. It's been I like uh, what's it called? That's like more of my stuff. But like, I like how Karen Cross is like. TikTok, bitch, your fucking time's up. I'm going to well, beat that ass. A, we, when we were watching it, that's why I said it. it's a beautiful gimmick. Because literally, he tells the people, your time's up. You know, like, and and he does it in a symbolic way. He doesn't even have to say anything. Just, you yeah. know, Scarlett will come out and just he put the He doesn't even have to down. be there. Yeah, he doesn't even have to be there. He could just have her walk up. Be like TikTok, and, bitch. And yeah, just and that's what away. killed me when they brought him up from the from NXT to the main roster. It's like they scrapped that completely. Yeah, and they gave and him like, a Roman Gladiator thing. And I was like, what? It's like, why the hell would you do that? He had a perfect gimmick, and this is just showing it because he he went right back to it basically, and and uh, <laughs> yep, didn't stop, didn't stop. So yeah, like so. Okay, so then there was Bianca Belair and Bailey. Which you already, I kind of figured that Bailey was still going to lose because I think if anything, they might be like if anything, I would think that Bianca is probably going to hold it to at least Royal Rumble. Well, we've talked but, about that. I think she's going to lose it to Charlotte. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I can totally see that happening because I like, mean, uh, I thought it was going to be Liv that was going to take it, but I could see that fucking happening. Well, like I mean, Charlotte comes instantly You know, that's what always happens. Takes Charlotte yeah. takes a year off and then comes back right away and wins a title. I don't understand the logic with it. I really don't. But obviously, the WWE has stuff for Charlotte. I don't get it because I don't, I don't think she's the best wrestler by far. Um, in WWE, um, I don't even think she's the best talker. So when it, it drives me nuts when she d- cuts a promo, she talks so damn slow that it's annoying. Like <laughs> even when she would do the woos, they were slow. It'd be like, oh yeah, woo! It's like yeah, what? she couldn't do it's, it right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. It's like, but I mean, like, I do the woo, but I don't sound right for it. But I do it kind of like on purpose. 
that way. No, but her, but, st- but, but still, her like her doing that setting, shit, yeah. She, when she talks, she just talks slow. If you go back and look at, you know, at every one of the promos she's cut, they're not smooth. You know, and and uh, Becky Lynch has a, and I've always noticed this when she talks, she licks her lips a lot, and um, like something stuck in her teeth. Um, and that's um, why I'm saying like Be- and Bianca actually has like good promo skills because she says some shit that just like it just feels like real from her, like where it's not uh like a character like that's who she is oh i agree thing. and, and I, I think, think that, i think that's why it works for her is because i think her, her wrestling ESP skills are, like are one of the better ones but she does some stuff that annoy me in the ring too like when she slaps her ass it's like i don't really understand how that has to anything to do with wrestling but um yeah well i mean we used to watch a dude named rikishi where it'd slam his ass into well, somebody's face yeah but i mean i wasn't a huge but, fan yeah, of rikishi you, yeah. but they have hard-ons for his whole family it seems like too so i don't know yeah so what's it called they did good things in but this, bailey i'm not more. a fan of i never have been i mean so see, see i mean i like bailey though i mean like i think she's a good wrestler i wouldn't say that she's great at promos i mean she uh she could be unlikable. She's right? not great like, at promos, but I would say her, I feel her, that her promo skills are better than her wrestling skills. Mm, yeah, I could see that. I mean, she plays a better heel than she does. Uh, yeah, I could, I could get that. Which I understand that anyway. I mean, I like what she's doing with damage control, though. But like, uh, the thing oh, is, no, I mean, I, I totally get the gimmick that they've got her on. I'm just saying that. I just don't feel like when she gets in the ring with somebody, it's not my favorite match to watch. It yeah. never is. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. Like there isn't like one match that Bailey's done all except for the, Iron I think Man her match best matches have been with great wrestlers. It's almost yeah, like, like MJF to me Sasha, yeah. because Sasha carries her. That's why the matches are so good with Sasha. But that, you know, I don't know if there's many Sasha Banks matches that have been bad. I mean, that's why I said I feel she's the. And unfortunately, she's not in WWE, and I don't know if she ever will be. There's rumors that she'll be coming back, but I would have thought that would have happened. Already. I don't know. I saw some, I saw something the other day where it was it was looking like she was going to go against Kyrie Sane in New Japan, and and Kyrie Sane was like, "What?" So it could have been like I'm trying to fuck with people or something. Yeah, I just saw but that earlier know. myself. Um, but, yeah. But still, I mean, I don't know. I, I just thought that she would have been her and Naomi both. I mean, the one that makes sense to be in the bloodline if you brought her back would be Naomi. I mean, if you want to have a female involved in that group because she is family. Well, that's what I'm saying. We've talked about this like a lot too but like that's why i think that uh knowing that i'm digressing into the next match anyway but like uh finn balor versus edge i think judgment day should use more people that they ain't using right now and make a giant stable out of it <laughs> i like what they're doing with dominic uh kind of like especially how ray's like i'm i want to beat up my kid which eventually it's going to lead to him beating up his kid <laughs> well, i don't know but, if it but, will since they switched him over to smackdown though yeah i don't know yeah so, i mean like, that basically separates them and kind of gets well, them out of that, having yeah. to do it 
I mean, so, um, but I think Rhea Ripley's in the best group she could be in. She's made for the Judgment Day, and I think Damian Priest is too. I don't really see Finn Balor as being. Oh yeah, that's what it was. That's what I saw for War Games. I think it was uh, Judgment Day with Alpha Academy, and then going against the OC and Edge and Ray. I think was what I saw. I don't know if that's what it's going to be, but this well, yeah, was, I mean, this match was kind of boring to me. It wasn't. Like, it was thirty uh, minutes long. I mean, it's yeah. like. Like, uh, what's it called? They they were doing a lot of wrestles and shit like that. It was mostly, like, Finn Balor beating up Edge for most of it. Well, then the the way they ended it was to, you know, do a concerto on his wife, Beth Phoenix. So she had to get involved for him to end it. It's like, okay, I I understand you don't want Edge to look weak, and you wanted Edge to lose You don't want Edge to look weak, and then you also didn't want judgment day to lose the match which uh, that's understandable but also at the same time it's like that's why they should have ended this stuff like that's why i thought it was kind of weird that they were doing the i quit match anyway because i thought when they did the the ankle thing with edge where they were doing the stomp on the leg with dominic and all that i thought that was like telling a story for like him to be away for a bit again you know like that's what i thought what they were doing and then they're like i quit match i'm like oh okay so yeah i'm like uh i like finn balor's mask and too too i'm like i don't know and i liked his new entrance too i liked how it was like a a judgment day version of like his regular theme i thought that was cool well yeah but but i mean i don't know how you could see out of that fucking mask though yeah i mean but (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I had to see this match. And and Finn Balor, I, he's not, I, that promo he cut on freaking Raw was horrible. Um, oh, what, talking about, like, Edge, like, about saying that he would put him out or something? Well, yeah, he it was just bad. Uh, you'd have to go back and watch the promo he cut. I just didn't care for it. He He's not that great on the mic. Yeah. I feel the best like, talker in that group is Damian Priest. I mean, honestly. When he gets on the mic, he's actually way better than I thought he was. Or oh, yeah. Be. What what did I call Damian Priest last month, too? It was like, it was like when we were watching it. Oh, yeah. I was like talking, calling him Rico Suave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why does he look like Rico Suave right now? And most people ain't going to get that fucking reference. Well, yeah, unless you're as old as we are, you wouldn't yeah, know. Exa- yeah, exactly. But, like, uh, what's it called? Just pop it into Google. I'm sure you'll be able to find out. And then you will uh, and then you could comment at us and be like, oh, shit, he does look like that dude. But uh, what's it called? So, pretty much, like, that's what I was saying. It was unnecessary to me. And, like, they had Ray and stuff. That's why I was wondering if, like, because there was rumors that Bray was going to show up to, throughout the whole uh pay-per-view so we were unsure when it was going to happen i was like oh well it could do during the judgment day one but then i was thinking that it was going to happen during seth and matt riddle and then we were like how would they put it so then like when there was like massively outnumbered it was like edge and ray and then beth phoenix came out so you kind of figured like how the ending was going to be because they were still like way outnumbered, but and so like I thought, 
Bray was going to come out. I'm like, it was a nice idea to think that, or like somebody else is going to come out. Like, shit, even if they wanted to, you know, and then I think they had the OC come out on Raw. Yeah, it would have probably made better sense if they would have had AJ come out and then do stuff and then have them come out on the pay-per-view. But, I mean, also at the same time, you don't know if, like, if it was just a last-minute thing, like, they signed him and and that was the closest time that they could have him show up. Yeah, I also think that... um the networks have a lot more pull than we think. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, that's the only thing that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, they, they probably say, well, I want them to be revealed at such and such. I know you re-sign them, but I want them to show up here, you know? So, but that was funny because Mondays was the DX reunion too. So, yeah, so we were also wondering if he was going to show up for that and all sorts of stuff. Like, we were trying to, like, you know, like, I'm sure that we weren't the only ones, too. So, essentially, like, we we were trying to figure out if they were going to do something with Seth during the fight pitch fight pit match. The and fight I think pitch this match? Is, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, what's it called? This is the first one that I saw of the fight pit. I knew. I forgot that they had it on NXT in the first place. So, what's it called? So, when I finally watched it, it was like, oh, it's not that bad of a match. I yeah, mean, let like, me just if, tell if any, you that Daniel Cormier didn't need yeah, to be he, in this match, for one. Yeah. But on the same time, I thought it was funny. I think on Twitter, people were roasting him, saying he looked like Philip Winslow. <laughs> well, I mean, he did gain a lot of weight. Yeah, I mean, so, um, which I thought was actually hilarious because he did. I think I may have said that during the pay-per-view as he looked like the dude from Family Matters, but um, I couldn't remember the dude's name. But um, but I looked on afterwards fun, and he was though. being roasted for the weight gain. Well, I'm not surprised because they were doing stuff where it was like, it seemed like they wanted him to like get into it with both guys, you know, like that's the story. But then it was just like weird how they were like, you come down here now. At, like when they were up on the top of the cage, don't even get involved. If they're up at the top of the cage, they know what they're doing. Shut up. Leave it. Uh, leave it be. That's the main thing that What's was telling like me. That I dude knows what a fight pit match is. He didn't fight yeah, that know, shit exactly. in the UFC. Yeah. So it's like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just kind of dumb. Like would I don't different think if they, they really fought in, in an octagon. That, that yeah. would have made sense, yeah. but to have him in a fight pit match. Because he's an MMA guy, it just didn't. That was stupid. Just it was just to have another guy on there. Yeah, especially um, to get somebody to be like, "Oh shit, Daniel Cormier is going to be in this match." And or and like, like with we, this, and, you knew Matt Riddle was going to win. I mean, the match. Oh yeah, they were the, kind of the, building it up because Riddle last uh, lost the last match, so you knew that probably it was going to be the end of the feud. But yeah, they, I mean, this like, was the only other it. the only other match that they've had this way. Matt Riddle was in, so it's like, well, who do you think's going to win it? Yeah, so. so like it made sense why like he won, but like I I was wondering if like Bray was going to have anything to do with it, but no, it was like legit. Like they were like, oh well, we ended that match, and then go straight into Bray. Like like uh, Riddle starts walking away, then all the lights cut out. And yeah, which is brilliant, like, actually, what he's doing and what I hear is rumored. But 
like his uh if you see the tie-in like his new interest uh, entrance is a homage or an omen homage to luke harper or to Brody lee you know i don't know if you remember well, his... i heard that when he was going through the door like there was like the blue light around Brody lee at one point during like well, do you remember in AEW, in aew when he, when when Brody lee would come out there was a blue light behind him when he would so so it's like an homage to him and then there's rumors there's gonna be a dude named uncle harper in his faction when uh that all that all comes to be but what i was getting at earlier was uh the networks having say is look how many guys are wrestlers the top wrestlers are on smackdown because bray wyatt's been assigned to smackdown so they've got roman they've got brock they've got uh uh stroman they've got bray wyatt i mean who the hell does and they've got Drew McIntyre. Who does Raw have? I mean, when you yeah, they have like no one. I mean, so it's like they got Seth Rollins, I think, and Matt Riddle. But even Karrion Cross is on SmackDown. Sheamus is on SmackDown. Oh, Karrion Cross on is SmackDown. on What the damn hell? Yeah, they uh, don't have nothing on Raw. I mean, <laughs> damn. Well, they could say Finn Balor and Edge, I guess, is. But, but, like, still, they don't have, like, really any titles. Oh, I think Miz is on Raw. Yeah, Andy. but Miz is, like, a. I would call him a mid-card guy. Well, yeah. I mean, I definitely have always thought of him as a mid-card guy, but, like, it was nice to know that he actually won the title at one point. But Well, yeah, it's funny how many like, titles he's actually won, and he's the only one I think yeah. that's won, what, all of them twice or something? It's... Well, un- now him and Seth are the same. Like, yeah, I but it's unreal Seth that out of all the too. guys, Miz is up there like that. You wouldn't yep. think that he would be, but yeah, anyhow. like that. That's the main thing. So, like the entrance for it looks like it's like an homage to most of his characters in the WWE, really. Well, yeah, so, like, we were like, talking they, about they that. They were like, cutting to like Husky hair or like. Huskus and all the uh, the dudes from Firefly Funhouse, but they had like actual like uh, outfits made up, like the uh, the Abby the Witch and all them. They had like actual like stuff in there, and there's like a huge amount of like small details and everything. Like people have been like looking up everything for it. So like, if anything, uh, I hope he feuds with Roman. The right out the gate, hopefully he feuds with Roman, takes the damn title off of him, because that's like uh, like I was talking about Cody being like one of the main ones, but like definitely Bray would destroy the bloodline, especially if he got like have to be like all he would need to do is get Bra- uh, Braun, then Cross, Karen Cross, Dexter Loomis, like all the dudes that they were rumored. If he had all those guys in the group. Like, he would just destroy the bloodline. It wouldn't even be, like, especially Braun Strowman. Just imagine Braun Strowman doing something with, like, Roman. And then he turns around and just stares at Roman. And then he, like, beats the crap out of him. And then uh, Wyatt comes out. I think that's what they're kind of trying to do. I think they're well, trying, like, yeah, slow I mean, burn It stuff. could be all the crazy mother effers. 
Yeah, you know, like like that's a, like that's why they were saying that Alistair Black. They were talking to him because they wanted to have him linked with Wyatt. And I'm like, yeah, that would have definitely fucking worked. Definitely fucking worked. Uh, but like, I guess he's staying with AEW so far as everyone knows. I mean, you never know. They could have paid him out of this contract and then he show up at raw one day. We, you know, I mean, we don't truly know until he shows up back on yep. AEW at one point. Exactly. Know, so like, you know, Legato El Legato El Legato Del Fantasma. Yeah. Yeah. They, they showed up on SmackDown and, uh, Zelina's their like oh, manager, I guess. Yeah, so which is of, totally cool. Well, I guess elect the one that was in NXT was supposed to come up, but they scrapped that at the last minute and made Zelina the new. What was her name? Oh, Electra, I don't I think, even know. In NXT. Who, yeah, I don't even know who the person was. Yeah, but uh, like, uh, obviously anyway, so that's, that, that's to one of the other much. updates that happened in SmackDown. But I mean, there wasn't a whole hell of a lot of fallout from. Uh, the premium live event honestly uh this week i expected more um the promo that bray cut was interesting um yeah mostly because it sounded like he was being himself and then it cut straight to like bray wyatt himself because the the masks look cool i i kind of want him to do the fiend stuff because i like the fiend uh face and everything but like i uh, that's one thing i like about bray wyatt though he never keeps anything the same he always but constantly changes he does a uh like a mick foley type gimmick where he i had mean he totally could the way that he where, the way that he built it like this, just off of the promo alone it set it up like it was like him dealing with all his uh psyches type yeah, of like thing. one of them is huskus and like all the guys are him it's that's what i hope they do with it is like a, you know a, how uh foley had the the three, three faces, faces of foley, foley but it's more like six faces of, of yeah the wyatt, wyatt six i mean his damn twitter yeah. handle is called wyatt six for crying out loud so yeah he called that for like a while too because i think that was like his thing before he was even in wwe again yeah but that's what uh, i mean so he it seems more plausible that he would it would all be him but we'll see i mean they just started he's cut a promo that's pretty much all he's done so Yep. So, um, what's it called? I think the next is the pop he got at extreme rules was the loudest one I've ever heard. And yeah, like, I mean, probably... pick up, well, you couldn't pick up Michael Cole talking. It was that loud in the arena. So there were a lot of people commenting on that on Twitter that it's gotta be loud because those mics are front facing. So if you can't pick up the person right in front of you, it's loud as hell in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so uh what's it called? Um yeah, I'm happy knowing that he's back and, and so Extreme Rules is at the beginning of the month or something, right? And then it's like or like uh I think beginning of November and then like uh I mean Crown Jewel. Or, yeah, that's what I meant. What did I yeah, say? You said extreme rules. That's what we're talking oh, about. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant, I meant Yeah, we Crown got Jewel, Crown Jewel next month, and then we've got, uh, I think it's Full Gear, isn't it? 
in November. Oh, full gear. Oh shit. Yeah, probably. Yeah, November fifth oh, is Crown Jewel, and then uh, AEW Full Gear is. I wonder what they're even doing with Full Gear now. I don't even uh, know what November nineteenth. All I know is scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> it's November. Yeah, it's November nineteenth. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So it'll probably be what like Crown Jewel first, and then it'll go straight to. Yeah, we're not going to combine them that month. They're too far apart, so we'll just do two of them. And uh, I would say do two of them in uh, November. Yep. So for what's it called? Thank you for joining us for uh, as as far as you've made it. Yeah, check out our our uh, website website Mm -hmm. and. Like we're starting to do all sorts of stuff like game reviews and music reviews and all sorts of stuff that's specifically on the website. So, and like you could get all the podcasts and all that stuff that, that we're doing specifically on the website. And that's yep, like and all the our YouTube the channel there. stuff. And yeah. all, we've got merch out there too. Check out our t-shirts. Yeah, baby. So, So thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you guys in the next episode. All right. Peace out. Peace.